Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. This past weekend, we had our one and only Clara compete in the Two Bros Natural um, Championships, and she won the Open Class, High Class B um, British British title, uh, which is really cool. It's uh, really fucking epic, to be fair. It was something that we we said after she competed in 2019. I remember we, we chatted on the phone and I said, you know, I think your next goal should be to win, to win the British title. And really, every every so often with check-ins, this is something that I would always bring up and always remind her, saying, you know, forefront of your mind, British fucking champ, British fucking champ. And it was only the, uh, it was only the other day, Clara sends me the screenshot of she she'd searched it, and there was loads of messages from me like over the months and the years from twenty nineteen throughout twenty twenty into this year that says that and I just think it was a great example of if you say something enough and you've you know if you could see it in, in your mind and you believe it uh, it'll happen and you know hats off to Clara for doing that if you're listening uh, which I'm sure you will be because you you do listen to me ramble on uh, massively well done super proud um, and it was never. Never in any doubt, um, for as much as I'm sure she'll openly admit at times she she questioned herself, um, she even questioned if she was lean enough <laughs> uh, on many occasions. Um, you know, we had a little dig for a few days between the shows, um, to which again she had a bit of a freak out, but it was all it was all worth it and yeah, just an incredibly proud moment. It's the first um the first female athlete I've coached that's won a British title. Um th- th- this year really, um it's been the first sort of male and female uh, clients I've coached that have won the British and it's, it's been fantastic I'm sure I'll do like a, a little wrap up of the, the competitive season but I won't focus too much on it because you know I, I do work with um, or we sort of as a collective at VW Physique uh, work with not only just competitors we work with you know lifestyle clients as well general population clients clients that want to do a photo shoot um, as well as ones that want to compete um, whether they are first timers or they're well seasoned um Clara, I mean, this was me and Clara's third season together. Um, I've had a, a couple of people this year have their second or third year under under myself. But there was uh, Liam, Clara, and Chris. It was all their third year, uh, which was really really cool. Um, and then with others, it was their first time or second time, which was awesome. Um, for myself, when this podcast goes live, I'll actually be off. I'm actually having the, my first couple of days off from work, really the whole year. Um, mental to think that I was saying this to Rona. I've had, I've been having someone check in every day since about March, and I fucking love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but when you do, you're sort of Monday to Friday working at the weekends. You work as well because obviously you've got clients um, doing shows. Um, eventually, you know, when it comes to December, you just feel. Pretty burnt out. Um, so I'm looking for a couple of days R and R. We're going to wait for our anniversary um, and then get back to it. There won't be many people competing. Clara's the last one. Her last show is the week before Christmas, um, and then I mean I've got, I've got clients prepping right now for uh, shows next year, um, or people in you know they're they're bulking for photo shoots and stuff. Um, so I'm excited for for next season to kick in, but also excited for a little bit of downtime over over the festive period. So, on to the, the talk of today's podcast. I realise that the start of these podcasts now, I just give you a little bit of an update about what's going on, um, and my rambles tend to get more and more each week. So I will try and stay on top of that. Just message me and say, hey, Vaughn, shut up and just get on with it, and I'll, uh, yeah, I won't be offended, no problem. So the topic of today's podcast, I just want something I'd wrote an article about as well, is, you know, why you should keep your coach or why you should work with a coach in your sort of uh, 
off season or your gaining phase and it's funny like for the most part if you are new to bodybuilding and I, I have this with many female clients when they come on board they may have never actually went through a, a gaining phase or what we'd most commonly call a, a bulk um if if you if you're new to this you will more than likely stick with your coach throughout right because you've never done it before however what i see a lot of and i, and I experience this as a coach like with seasoned competitors um, that have some experience knowledge and um, they often will stick with their coach for them say the majority the whole prep of course and then maybe for a month after the show then all of a sudden it can uh, they can kind of go their um their own separate ways and it can be due to like no reason at all it's simply like wanting to have a little bit of a break from bodybuilding want to go alone or maybe perhaps work with a work with a new coach um but for the most part like i have always stuck with a coach after competing slash dieting or when i think back to 2017 um i actually moved to a coach right there the week after i competed um just i thought was one that was a bit more suited to me that was uh, that was james uh, james the muscle mentors james sutton for those of you who don't know um and for me this is like i knew that like with the added accountability um i would be in the best position to grow um i think that we can all be accountable to ourselves but let's be real here when you're accountable to someone else it's it's, it's a whole different ball game i think you when you stick with your coach you will or, or you you get you get a new coach or whatever it is you instantly you know, raise your own standards um when you know that someone else is going to be looking over you each week and checking the details you know remember you've hired that coach that person to help take you from a to b to c to d and so on and so forth you'll have a plan to follow kind of both in and out the gym and you can simply just do the do i say this all the time um you can be more of like a, a robot and um just go and effectively tick the boxes and then uh and this is the thing even if you're a coach get yourself a coach it takes the the guesswork away it takes the stress away and you can just focus on your clients doing your job and just going in and just being just being a robot and getting on with it i also think that any questions you have um about the process any issues you might find in your journey can be you know can be answered and rectified in a short period of time really easy one for guys um you know maybe assisted guys they they experience some sort of estrogenic side effects or maybe impotence or whatever it is and it's due to the stack design that can be changed and rectified and, and you're done within a few days um so there's just one example of course but you know i've got a lot of clients i work with um lifestyle gen pop just ask questions really uh, when they're in the gaining phase about this that and the next thing about you know why we why we have such volume of carbs you know post-workout and whatnot or is this an okay food source or you know digestive issues and sorting them out so um it allows them to be answered without having to overthink it yourself you know working with someone that's maybe perhaps had seen those issues in clients before and then help rectify them i think that it definitely takes a certain type or kind of individual to coach themselves and the like if i'm honest the ones i see doing it I mean, there are exceptions, right? You know, look at AJ Morris, right? But the ones that I mostly see doing it just aren't reaching their full potential. Um, if you were to ask me why, I think that it's because it can just be all too easy to let complacency slip in. And this is especially if you have just um, done a sort of a shoot or a show or something like that. After months of being so rigid and strict, um, when you decide to back off a little bit you can kind of 
pick up some bad habits and these can then become kind of ingrained and before you know it, it's a few months and you know you've you keep missing that that one meal or you know you've not done that set on a that extra set on the leg press that that you should be doing for the past few months now uh, you know you keep missing that one day and um, it all adds up um you know one week sure that's okay but before you know it like and i've seen this uh, before you know it, it'll be every week uh, until you're barely training eating anything in sight haven't really progressed at all then you get three or four months down the line and then you kind of shite yourself and go oh shit i need to get back to doing what i was doing but one week goes by with the coach where this happens coach goes okay fair play life happens another week goes and then the coach is going to be like right well okay why is this happening how are you feeling do we need to change this do we need to deload do we need to do this to the program um and then it can kind of quickly pull you like snap snap you out of any sort of slump that you may find yourself slipping into um, and it can be, we all do it it can be all easy i think that I'd be a liar to say if I was, you know, am I highly motivated all the time? The answer would be no. But the thing is, I'm highly disciplined all the time. So, for example, the past couple of weeks, training's been really hard um, to continue to progress and enjoy it because I'm, I've been choking for the deload, right? But I've been waiting for this time away. Um, so rather than, you know, let's say, for example, I was just coaching myself, or, well, not not me, but just, certainly someone was, someone was coaching myself, it would be easy to just, like, take those couple of weeks off. And then before you know it, it's been three weeks off, then you get back to it. Well, I've still progressed the past couple of weeks. So again, that's just having that accountability, someone looking over can, can effectively force you to grow. And that, okay, what I've just said is maybe quite silly, right? If you need to deload, deload immediately. But as I always say, say you know, do as I say, don't say as I do. Um, is that, does that even make sense? We'll, we'll say it does. Um, but anyway, that was a long-winded way of saying you know, one of the reasons why you should, keep, you should have a coach in your off-season, your gaining phase, accountability. Yeah, I guarantee you'll make so much more progress with a coach um, than on your own, uh, you know, unless you're maybe AJ Morris, who's very, very good. And he's one example, I'm sure there's many, but he's just one that I know that a lot of people know. Um, I think I think one of the other ones, and this is particularly, um, I think, applicable, and, and, well, no, it's guys and girls, really, because... A lot of a lot of females won't perhaps be willing to push the boundaries. Um, and I think a lot of guys don't know the boundaries they can push and what they can achieve. So let's have a an example, right? Let's say you, you finish dieting, you reverse out well, stuck with your coach throughout, food focus settles, uh, you know, you found your groove the training again, and then comes a real part of the off season. This is where your coach might say to you, right, you know, let's say you're female, your stage weight was, I don't know, 55 kilos. And uh, on your own, you've never been above, I don't know, 62 or 61. And your coach says, right, over the next sort of 20, 26 weeks, we're going to push you 65, 66. And you go, holy shit, whoa, I never would have went there. Because every time I get up to 61, now this is a pretty shit example because you, you're going to be more than six kilos above stage weight. But just for the purpose of this example, Say, right, fuck, every time I go above 61, I just feel just feel terrible. You know, I feel fluffy, I feel blah, blah. But then you find your coach pushes you that little bit more, and you diet back down, and all of a sudden you go, whoa, I look so different at that, at that stage weight I was at before. I've got more glutes, more hammies, more more quads, um, etc., etc. Um, if I was to give you an example, like for guys, so for me, 
I was never really able to get above um, 120 kilos on my own because I did coach myself in um, 2019. I did a photo shoot um, with my, my now wife at the, at the time. It was my, my girlfriend, Rona. Um, and, you know, thereafter, I, when I pushed up, I was never really able to get above 120 kilos. You know, it was always like a you know, mental barrier for me without physically being able to eat enough, you know, feeling sick and, and just whatever it is. And after I competed in 2020, working with Callum, you know, he pushed me at first to 128. Uh, and then later on that year uh, into the next, it was 132. Um, and I think the truth be told, like, I would have probably never pushed up so high on my own simply just due to limiting belief at the time that I thought, right, oh, I don't think I can push above that. Um, whereas now, 120 kilos for me is like, it's a weight I'm happy at. You know, I like walking around at 120 kilos. I feel good, I feel thick, I feel big, I feel strong. Um, but again, just two examples there of how much, like that limiting belief um, from both a guy's point of view and a female's point of view um, can can have on your overall progress. As I said, reiterate that I've got many female clients who um, very much struggle uh, when when they're bulking. Um, they kind of go through it. It's, it's, it's at the very start, right? Maybe eight, eight, ten weeks in, which I suppose isn't the start. They just express how comfortable they're beginning to feel. And it's at that point they've usually added like maybe four, maybe five kilos. And they've got maybe another four to go. Um, and that can often be met with mixed emotion, right? And however, like, I'll always have a conversation with them that'll encourage them to, to focus on, like, their performance in the gym opposed to how they look. And I just say, look, appreciate what your body can do. Your logbook's your best pal. Wear baggy clothes. Have a fucking, a bulking wardrobe, right? Um, and the ones that go all in, guess what happens? You know, they grow and then every time they recomp or diet thereafter you see how much muscle they've added and I guess if you're listening to this and maybe you, you're kind of nodding along going wow this is me I think like, why don't you just ask yourself like or ask yourself this do you think they would have seen the same results if they had stopped four or five kilos before in those early stages of the bulk or if they kept going the answer would be that of course they wouldn't see the results. So if you're out there and you're you're kind of saying, yeah, well, Vaughn, every time I push up, like that's how I feel, and I just I don't feel comfortable, I don't feel pushing uh, above that. Like maybe type the times like, the time is now for you to to work with a coach. Doesn't need to be me. Could be one other one other sort of coaches on the team. Could be anyone out there. But if that's how you feel, you need someone to tell you it's okay to push up. Simple as that. And I think that we all need to go through a period of time where we feel uncomfortable. Like I often say, like, sometimes as as like you need to go through a period of looking a little bit shit for a while so that in the years to come, you look a little bit good when you're walking about, right? If you don't have a lot, enough, like, a lot of muscle mass, you won't look great your first ever bulk. But you just got to love the body that you're in, whether it's at the end of your dieting phase or the peak of your bulk or slash off season. So we've talked about accountability. We've talked about pushing the boundaries. I think the, the, the other one is remove the decision-making process. And this one might seem self-explanatory, but I think it's worthwhile reiterating that um, you just don't have to think about as much, stress as much, and can simply do. Coach yourself. You might be left with questions such as, do I need more food? 
am I gaining you know weight at the right pace or is this too fast or is this too slow my strength is stalled do I just keep going do I keep pushing or do I just my program do I just my exercise selection should I change my stack design as time goes on should I increment my anabolics up should I pull them down should I introduce this compound so many questions that I literally have these conversations on a day-to-day basis with the clients um, they'll feed back to me about how their program is how their exercise selection is um, well sorry I'll decide the exercise selection but if we need to change that I handle food so I'll decide okay this is where we need a bit more food I'll say right we're getting too quickly etc etc but if you're on your own and you don't really have much experience with this you can kind of see how like how much it can be overwhelming um, but I, like, I know for certain that if you're passionate about bodybuilding, you're going to be asking yourself these questions or your coach these questions. If you're not, I'd question like, do you really love bodybuilding? Because the ones that do, like we simply, we want to grow as much as we possibly can. So you've got to continually ask yourself these questions or your coach maybe needs to ask you this to, to make sure that you are growing at an optimal rate. You know, I've said this before, it might, make, it might force you to make decisions that you wouldn't usually on your own. For example, maybe on your own, if your strength stalled or slowed down, you just go, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to add another set. And then that maybe eats into your recovery. You start getting stronger overall. However, your coach might just rotate in an exercise, change the rep range up, change the tempo, uh, can you adjust your volume across the week. And I'm sure there's some out here listening that are just kind of nodding along. Um, but, it, I mean, if that's you, not to worry, we've all, we've all been there, right? But... Sometimes just having like a different view of things. There's been so many times over the years on working with Cal where I've said something and he's, he's answered my question. I've been, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah, I never thought of that. You know, because sometimes we just don't have the environment at times. If you're an online coach, you know, you, you sit at home on your laptop, you know, you don't have the ideas to bounce off someone all the time or, or as, as much. So sometimes, like for me, having Cal there is just an opportunity to have the accountability, but also just bounce ideas off of questions about methodologies, training, clients, scenarios, situations, etc., etc., um, and I feel that's a real benefit of a coach. Like if if you're a good coach, you will be more than happy to educate your clients. And I'll always hold my hands up if a client asks me something I don't know. I will say I'm not too sure, but I will find out. And I'll give you an example. Um, I had one client last week. Um, we've been seeing sort of prolactin issues um, they've been a, a little bit higher than we would like um, causing some sides I, he mentioned to me on the Wednesday we saw blood work uh, I jumped on a call with Dr Dean because I, was like, I wasn't a bit sure I was like, it could be this, it could be that that's causing it jumped on a call with Dr Dean on the Friday um, Dr Dean sorted it fed back to me and then I fed back to my client and uh, you know he, his stress level was right down because of obviously we had sorted it straight away but um, you know, I also paid for the call with, with Dean because I, I wanted to know from my knowledge. I was like, right, well, if this happens again, I want to be able to know and, and help my clients through it. So it helped me from a physiological standpoint understand the science behind it. Um, but if you've got a passionate coach out there, they're probably going to do the same. Anyway, moving on. If you're a competitor, and I suppose this just speaks to you guys, show winning physiques, right? Overall winners, or even just winners of your class, they're made in the off season. I'm really sorry to tell you, when you diet down, you're just stripping away what you know and, and revealing what you've built. Um, if there was one piece of information to take away from this podcast, 
it would be that statement that show winning physiques are made in the off season um, making your goals clear to your coach at the beginning of your journey can allow them to give you a realistic time frame of how long it will take to achieve it if you have not said what your goals are to your coach and then all of a sudden the season comes and you go yeah well I want to do two bros because I want to be an IFBB pro and you're you know, coach might go, whoa, you not you not said that. You're maybe you're a couple of years away from that. Whereas I'll always say that if you tell me at the start of the start of the journey, you can rest assured that every I'll always be honest and say how long I think it'll take, or if I don't think it's achievable, hundred percent as well. Um, you can rest assured that every decision that that I make would be done with that at the forefront of my mind. And if you look across any sport. Any high-level athlete doing well in that sport, have a look. Do they have a coach? You bet they do. Some of them may even have a team of coaches. All who have the same collective goal for that athlete. All who are thinking about the long-term goal of, okay, you said you want me to do this, so this is what we need to focus on um, at this period of time to increase your performance in X, Y, and Z. This is what we need to do in nutrition because this is where we need to push your weight. People forget that bodybuilding is a sport, right? It's just we don't see it as that. Why? Because it's not on the fucking telly every week like football is or, or tennis or whatever it is that you that you watch. I guess the the trick is to is to find a coach who's as passionate about your goals as you are. Your coach should keep you motivated. You know, you may have, you know, I think it's natural to have an innate desire to to want to do do your coach proud. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. The, the amount of clients that have said to me, uh, and it's every season, um, or even, even the ones that do photo shoots, they say, you know, Vaughn, like, I just, I just want to do you proud. I want to do VW Physique proud. And I always stop them and I'm like, you have no idea how proud of I already am of you for getting to this point, let alone standing on stage or stepping in front of the camera, doing something that you never thought you could possibly do. Um, so, like, I understand because I'm the same as well. Like, it, it's okay to want praise from your coach and to look up to them, right? We all need to be inspired. And that's okay if you are. I think if you find a coach who's passionate about what you are like, if you put in 100%, they should be giving you 110% back. And if they are, all, like, if you've got that burning to desire to succeed, and they do as well, you have a scenario why whereby success doesn't merely happen by chance, but instead, it's a mere formality, Right? There was a reason why Clara won the British Championships this year. Two years ago, we, we, we said that was the goal. This is the goal we are going to achieve. She didn't believe it at the time. She was like, oh my God, that seems so far away. This season, she went, oh my God, I feel so much pressure. Oh my God, I don't think I'm ready. Oh my God, these girls, oh, what about her, what about this? Um, I, you know, I said enough. I said, you, you'll be the British champ. We focused on it. And every decision that we made, how, how much we pushed up her body weight in the off-season, when we changed the programme, changed the volume, was all done with that in mind. 
how like if you're sitting there you're thinking whoa i've never i've never had that sort of focus for for that many years well just imagine if you you know every step that you took every action that gets done every day that passes you just knew that you were getting better and you were taking a step towards that goal how would that feel to do that I'm sure it would feel pretty fucking awesome. But the thing is, you're sitting there telling yourself, ah, yeah, that's just not for me. I'm just, I don't know, I'm not that type of person. I don't know if I could stick to it. Bollocks to that. Absolute bollocks to that. Yes, you can. You just don't believe in yourself. You don't have someone that believes in you a lot. Like, let's let's have another example from this year. Uh, Molly, who, those of you who don't know Molly... Uh, probably the most successful athlete um, I prepped this year. Uh, won a lot of trophies. Won every bikini class she entered, and picked up a couple other um, medals in a couple of diva categories. She ended up winning her winning her pro card. Um, I remember when we had the phone call, um, the consultation call, which was the year prior to that. So I'm talking. It was towards the end of 2020. I said to her on the phone. I went. I think I said to yourself, I would love to place, but I don't think I can. I don't think I'm good enough. I was like, Molly, I was like, you're not just going to place next year. I went, you're going to win a show. And she went better and ended up winning, <laughs> winning them all um, and then some. Um, but it was just amazing to see how much coaching, like the confidence that it gave her in her own ability to have someone say, this is what I think you are possible of. Sometimes you can't see it yourself, but when someone else sees it, you go, you go fucking hell, whoa, that's, I never, never, ever thought I could do that. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you've achieved it and then some, you know, Molly's goal was to place in a show. She won every show that she entered. She turned pro. Um, she won an overall. I was there. It was, it was fucking epic. It was the first overall I've ever helped a client win. Um, Clara, you know, we said two years. In that two years, she probably had a lot of self-doubt about it. But we talked about it all the time. Every decision we made was about she achieved it. I even man, even use myself as an example as a guy. Five years ago I said, I'm gonna win the British title within five years. It was this was the fifth year since I said that. And I think it was one thousand nine hundred and thirteen days it took me to win that. And I was I always just say, I know I'm kinda of getting off on a tangent here that if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hands and you can it can become a reality if you're out there and you're just someone who is thinking you know what all these amazing physiques i'd love to have it i don't think it could ever be me i would love to do a photo shoot i don't think i could ever compete I don't like as i said bollocks to that hire yourself a coach find someone that really believes in in you and getting you there and don't stop till it's done I guarantee once it's over, you'll be you, you'll achieve you've achieved so much more than you ever thought you possibly could. And I would I would love to be that person that coaches you. I know that I think Ali and Clara would love to be those coaches that coach you. Um, and the, the you know I think if you were to ask me, Vaughn, what's the difference between you know VW Physique and other coaching companies out there? And I think the main answer, and where I could speak for Ali and Clara, is that we really fucking care. You know, we really really do. It brings us a lot of joy helping our clients achieve something they never thought possible we we use a bit of a cheesy phrase and saying we help you become an elite version of yourself but when you look back at your old self to where you'll get to once once you finish coaching you'll see that's exactly what we do and we take a lot of pride in what we do um 
the job is never finished, shall we say. There's always more that we can achieve. There's always that next step. So for many athletes I've worked with this year, it's like, okay, what's the next goal? So for Clara, it's okay, right, what's next? For Molly, what's next? Etc. Etc. Um, if you're thinking about that next year, we do have spaces opening up. It's often this is the time period where people will back off the gas, but now's really the perfect time to start preparing for whether it's a show or a shoot or a body transformation, a holiday, whatever it is. Get in touch, even just get yourself a consultation with a coach, um, ask some questions, and get yourself on the books. So I think in some, I guess I need to summarise everything because I've just went off on a tangent here. Sticking with your coach. Uh, during an off-season or a gaining phase, bulk, whatever you're going to call it, is can be invaluable you know, for your own progress. It will give you the accountability that you need. You will not slack off. It will force you to push the boundaries whereby you may have never pushed them on your own. And it can also remove the decision-making that might be making you feel stressed. And I think that when you combine all these goals with having someone in your corner who's just as passionate about your goals, if not more than you, you'll see an incredible change the next time you diet back down if you have a productive off-season um, and success will follow. So I will leave on that note, guys. Um, remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.